Thanks for listening to the Calvary Baptist Church Podcast. For more information, check us out at cbctaylorville.com. Join us now as our guest speaker delivers this week's message. Awesome. Let's give her a round of applause. Good job, Miss Dolly. Now, I thought she was going to go bake a cake after first service, but I still don't have a cake. But, you know, that's all right. You know, I'm not a huge cake fan, but if I do have cake, it's got to have the whipped icing. Yeah? No? Nobody else likes whipped icing? Maybe just me. That's all right. Um, so, like I said, it's good to see you guys here today. Whether you're sitting in here in the building or you're tuning in on, online, I am so glad to see you guys here. and I'm glad you guys are able to tune in and listen to us today. Um, I wanted to start out by um, looking at this real quick. So the new normal, that's something that Pastor has been going over the last couple weeks, last several weeks actually. And um, at first he was like, oh yeah, we're, we're done with that, you can take it down. I was like, no, I want to leave it real quick because I want to explain to you guys a little bit and allow you guys to, to hear my heart a little bit of where this message that I'm going to bring you today comes from. And it comes from a little bit of my new normal. And so let me explain that to you. Um, so... Throughout this whole thing, throughout the very beginning, when all this first happened and we had to go into like pretty strict lockdown and all that, um, I've, I've said one thing and I've tried to keep it in my mind throughout this, this whole time. And that is, if we come out on the other side of this and we have not learned what God has for us, then we've missed something. God has, God has a plan. We might not see it, we might not understand it, but he has a plan. And if we're willing to work with that and we're willing to see that, God has a new thing for us. I don't, I, I don't want to go back to what we were. If we, if we come out of this and we say, man, I just want to go back to what it was. I just want to go back to the normal. Guys, we've missed something. We need to come to a new normal, a new line of understanding, something that God has taught us and shown us. So that's where this um, message comes from today. And it's really awesome because... Um, one of the things that's actually encouraged me is pastors continually ask the same question to us, um, especially as staff and during staff meetings um, throughout this whole thing. He always asks us, what is something you're learning through all of this? If you haven't taken the time to, to contemplate that, I encourage you to do so. What is something you're learning through all this? But the thing is, he keeps bringing it up and keeps asking us. And so this message today really comes from that. Um, and really comes from some, one of the things that God's been working in my heart and one of the things that he's kind of shown me. Um, and so that's where we're at. So my title of my message today is, um, it is cringe. You don't cringe if you don't care. So cringe. Um, what are some things that we cringe about? So for me, I cringe whenever I come home from work and I see my daughter drawing and coloring and she's got glitter out. I hate glitter. Absolutely. Um, if you know me, you know how, how passionate I am about that. But anytime I see glitter places, I just cringe. And my, I love my daughter to death, but we go to Walmart or Target, and she sees those shirts with glitter all over them, and I'm just like, oh, don't touch it. Because glitter does not come out of stuff. It just, it, that's just the way it is. It just doesn't come out of things. So I cringe when I see glitter. Or maybe if you're like Miss Dolly, this right here, clicking, clicking a pen, that gets her. I'll be sitting in a staff meeting, and I'll be going like this. I'm not even paying attention. Before I know, this pen's out of my hand, and in hers faster than I can blink an eye. I mean, it's just something that makes her cringe. We all have these things. We all, well, for maybe one of you, here, watch this video. Maybe this makes you cringe. 
Oh, yeah, that got some of you. I saw it. I saw it on your face. As soon as you guys saw the nails on the chalkboard, I, I, heard, I heard groaning. I heard cringing. That, that, to some of you guys, that, make, that gives you like chills. That just runs out chills, and you get that, stump, that feeling in your stomach. Just, oh, it just makes you cringe. For me, one of, my, one of the things that really makes me cringe is this happened a long time ago, so I don't know why I'm not over it yet, but I'm just not. Um, well, back when I was 18, I went to Arby's, and I got food poisoning. Now, that's not necessarily what makes me cringe, the fact that this all comes from that. But you'd think now that I'm 34 years old that I would actually be able to, you know, kind of get over that, right? But there is times, so I haven't stepped foot inside of an Arby's since then. Not that there's anything necessarily wrong with Arby's. I just personally had a bad experience. You know, we've all had bad experiences at places like that. The thing is, whenever I get to the point, see, I used to love their curly fries. I mean, I'm, I assume they still have good curly fries. But whenever I get to the point where I'm like, all right, I can do this. It's Taylorville. They have nothing to do with um, the place I ate, like, so far removed. I'm talking, like, states removed, and not to mention, like, years removed. Um, but whenever I get to the point where I'm like, all right, I want some curly fries. Let's go get some curly fries. But then when I start to think about it in my head of actually getting in my car, going to Arby's and ordering food, I just cringe. I get that feeling in my stomach, and I get chills, and I, you know that feeling you get in the back of your throat when you feel like you're just getting close to throwing up? Like, that sort of stuff starts coming up, and I'm like, "Mm, nope, can't do it. So I haven't gone, I haven't done that in a long time. But the thing is, we all have things that make us cringe. My wife, for instance, um, and I learned this very early on in our marriage, um, I guess black, dark brown, and black don't match. Who knew? <laughs> she did. And I, got, I learned very quickly that I don't wear dark brown and black. Because it just makes my wife cringe. Or, or another thing that makes her cringe, I'm picking on her a little bit, but that's all right, um, is when people wear those slide slip-ons, but really they're like half wearing it because half their foot's like hanging over the front, you know? Oh, it just makes her cringe. She's like, mm. I bought a pair of slides not that long ago, and she told me, she goes, if your feet ever hang out the front of that, you're throwing them away. <laughs> because it just makes her cringe. We all have those things in our life that cause that cringe. Am I right? Take a quick second, real quick. Turn to the person next to you or just holler it out loud. I don't really care. But say one thing. That just, that gives you that feeling, that just makes you cringe. All right, go. See? See? You guys all have something in your life that makes you cringe. For some of you, it might have been walking in here today and realizing the student pastor's preaching. I don't know. That, that, might, that might have been it for some of you guys, and if that's the case, I'm sorry. Um, but the thing is, we all have things that just give us that feeling that makes us cringe. But here's the thing. This is where we're going to change, flip it a little bit. Does it bother you to know that there are people in this world, friends, 
family, co-workers, neighbors that are walking around in this world and if they died today, they'd go to hell. They do not have Jesus Christ as their personal Lord and Savior. Does that make you cringe? Guys, I'll be honest, this, um, this whole um, pandemic thing, um, and this is why I feel like it's so gotten, gotten to me a lot lately, is through our new normal, one of our things I feel like a lot of us have done is come up, it, it's given us a great excuse not to talk to people. Ah, oh, we're quarantined, we're not going out and talking to people. Ah, oh, we're quarantined, no, you stand back. Now, I'm not saying you shouldn't take precautions, that's perfectly fine. What I'm saying is you should not use that as an excuse to not share the truth with people around you. Does it make you cringe to know that people around you are going to hell? And I'm not talking about, like, the idea of hell. I think we can all agree that, like, the idea of hell and, you know, fire and all that for eternity is a bad thing, yeah? But does it truly make you cringe to think about the people around you that you know personally That are not saved? Does it make you cringe knowing that? Does it bother you? But see, the thing is, it's true. There, there, we all have things that make us cringe. And there are people among us who, um, who assume heaven is, is, is a given, right? There are people out there that, that feel like heaven was a given. If they, if they do enough good things, if they're a good enough person, if they act right, if they send out good vibes, if they're nice to their neighbor, if they give enough on Sunday, if they show up for church on Sunday and they, they call that good. There's people out there that believe that that's all you have to do. There's people that believe that you don't need Jesus in order to be saved. Does that make you cringe? Knowing that. There are people out there that think they do not need Jesus in order to go to heaven. There are people out there that think that once you die, you get buried and you just turn to ash and you waste away. Nothing else happens. We know there's an eternity. There's an eternity in heaven with our glorious Jesus Christ. Or there's an eternity in hell where we burn. Does it make you cringe knowing that there are people in your life, people around you, that that's where they're going if you don't share your faith and don't share the truth and love of Jesus Christ. In John 14, 6, it says, Jesus answered, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Guys, there's people out there that believe that they don't need Jesus in order to come to heaven. They don't need Jesus in their life. Because we know different. Jesus answered, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. We know this. But does it make us cringe knowing that there are people out there that are living their lives and they don't have that rich, satisfying relationship with Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior? So they spend their energy and their time trying to fill that void in their life with other things, other highs, 
They pursue other things. They pursue relationships. They pursue um, jobs. They pursue careers. Whatever it may be, they try to fill that void with something else because they don't think they need Jesus. Does it make you cringe knowing that there are people out there that believe that? There are people out there who live their lives believing that heaven and hell aren't even real. Does that bother you? There are people out there who have accepted some made-up criteria in order to get into heaven. Like I said, there are people out there that think, as long as I'm good, as long as I'm, I'm a good person and do good things, then I'll be good. I'll, be, I'll get into heaven. But you see, in, um, in Romans 10, 9 through 10, it says, If you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is worth, for it is worth your heart, for it is with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it is with your mouth that you profess your faith and are saved. Guys, we know this. The sad thing is, this is something that we know. But is this something? Knowing that, is it, is, it, is it enough to move you to share your faith? Does it, is, does it make you cringe knowing that people around you are going to hell and they don't believe in Jesus? Does it make you cringe when you're walking around? Does it make you cringe enough to do something? Are we okay with that? Are we okay with people not knowing? Are we okay with us just walking our lives and being who we are and going about our daily job, going to work, you know, going grocery shopping, whatever it may be. We're living our lives and not taking the opportunities that God gives us to share our faith. We're not inviting our friends to church. We're not communicating our faith. We're not sharing our faith. We're not sharing our story with those around us. Does that make you cringe? If you fall into one of these categories, I have to assume one of two things. I'd assume uh, the first one to either be that maybe you're just flat out refusing to do what God's asked you to do. Now, there's been times in my life where I have, and I've, I've shared this, um, this story with some of my students, and I want to share it with you today, because it's a story that stuck into my heart, and God continually brings it into my head. Now, this happened several years ago. I was in Walmart. And I'm waiting in line behind a, uh, a dad and his little girl. His little girl is about the age of my daughter, five, six years old at the time. They were buying food. One thing I noticed is the girl had one of those little popcorn chicken cups in her hand. And she's eating it, just kind of snacking on it. They get up to the register and they're, they're getting ready to pay. The gentleman did not have enough money to pay for everything. Now, in that moment, God told me, and I know it was God. It was one of those feelings that it was undeniably. He was telling me, he said, pay for this person's stuff. Just cover the price for them so they can get what they need. But I didn't. I didn't do what God asked me to do when he asked me to do it. Now, I don't know what would have happened in there. But you see, I didn't do it because I judged the person because one of the things that he left in his cart after he put his daughter's food that she was eating on the shelf, 
because he couldn't afford the money to pay for it. One of the things that he left in his cart was a case of beer. Now, I don't care where you stand on drinking, alcohol, whatever. But the thing is, I judge the person because I'm like, man, if he can afford that, he can afford to buy his daughter the rest of that food. And so I was bitter. I'm like, I'm not talking to that person. I'm not paying for that person. If he can afford that, he can afford the rest. But the thing is, none of that mattered. God told me to do something, and I flat out refused not to do it. So if you don't cringe for the people around you, if you're not moved enough to care for the people around you, are you just not doing what God asked you to do? You see, I don't know what would have happened because God told me to pay for that man's food and talk to him. I don't know if that was the only food that girl had that eat that day or if they went home and they had tons of other food and it was just a snack. That's beside the point. It doesn't matter. But the fact is God told me to do something and I refused to do it. Now, I don't know what would have happened in that situation if I would have paid for that food. It could have opened up a conversation that would have potentially led that person to Christ and changed his entire family in the course of his life for eternity. But I didn't do it. I didn't cringe for him. I didn't care. You see, the thing is, if you don't care, you, you, you cannot cringe if you don't care. Guys, are you cringing for the people around you? Man, this is something that God's been just hammering into my heart. And I've been sharing it with the students because I've come to realize that a lot of us are in this same situation. We're just going through life knowing that we're good. You know, we have that relationship. But we're not sharing that with other people. God's asked us, God's told us to share the truth and the love of Jesus Christ with those around us. Do we cringe enough in our hearts? Do we cringe when we see those people around us that are lost enough to do something? Guys, the other part of that is, so the first part is either if you're not cringing enough, it's either you're just flat out refusing to do what God's asked you to do. And I know that sounds harsh because that's how God hit me. He said, why aren't you doing it? And I, I like to say I got to a part before all, before all this new normal, all this mess, that I was actually sharing my faith with people around me. And I'm talking strangers. I'm talking even just inviting strangers to come to church, even just that small act. But then I've gotten to a point lately, and this is where God's been working on me, is we've kind of turtle shelled in. We've used this, this quarantine and this, this situation that we're in as an excuse not to do that. And I see that with a lot of people. We worry more about ourselves and our, where we're at than, than the people around us. We're more worried about ourselves and we're not cringing for those people around us. We're not seeing people the way Jesus sees us. So this is, this is me. This is me inviting you guys to move from apathy to empathy, to start caring for those people around you. Because the thing is, you can't cringe if you don't care. So move from apathy to empathy. You see, in uh, Matthew 9, 36, it says, when Jesus, when he, Jesus, saw the crowds, he had compassion on them because they were harassed, helpless, lost, like lost sheep without a shepherd. 
Some translations even say confused and helpless, lost, searching, taken advantage of. (laughs) Man, when you look at the world around us and look at the answers that they give us, it's nothing but lost, searching. Guys, flip on the news. There's an entire people out there that are lost and searching for for a truth, searching for a message, searching for hope. Guys, we have the answer. Why aren't we sharing it? Why don't we cringe for those people around us? We're more worried about their political views than their eternal views. Why don't we cringe for those people around us? They're lost and Let's back up a minute. So what is empathy? In short, it's understanding the feelings of others. Empathy reminds us of what it was like to be lost. It helps us understand and and empathize with the people that are lost, the the, the confusion, the, the helplessness that they have without Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. It helps us remember the confusion, the helplessness of what it's like to live a life without Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, without that eternal hope. Guys, does that make you cringe? Thinking about those people around you that are lost, and searching for something. The bottom line is empathy allows you to feel the pain and emptiness that others experience in a life without Jesus. You see, in 1 Peter 4, 7, it says, The end of all things is near. Therefore, be alert and of sober mind, so that you may, pay, you may pray. Guys, the end is near. We know this to be true. We might not know the exact time, date that the end will come, but we know it's near. It says right there in the Bible. It says the end of all things is near. Guys, if we know this to be true, why aren't we, why aren't we cringing for those people around us? Guys, there's something that, um, that Pastor said last week in his message, and if you didn't hear his message last week, I just encourage you. It's on our Facebook page. You can go back and rewatch it. But one of the things that he said is, let me make sure I get it right here. He says, if we know this to be true, okay, guys, if we know that the end is near and the end is coming and we have the answer for eternal hope, the life and the love of Jesus Christ, why aren't we doing everything in our power to take as many people with us? Why aren't we? I know I don't do that. I know I'm not using everything in my power to take as many lost souls with us to heaven as we possibly can. Now, I know it's not me that's saving them. I know it's Jesus Christ that's saving them. But the thing is, God's asked me to share my truth, share the truth of Jesus Christ with those people around me. Why aren't we doing everything we possibly can to take as many people with us? Do you cringe? 
for those people around you? Do you feel that feeling in your, in your gut? Does it give you chills knowing? Proverbs 27.1 says, Do not boast about tomorrow, for you do not know what a day may bring. So we know the end is near. And then it tells us in Proverbs, do not boast about tomorrow. Guys, we don't know what tomorrow's going to bring. Now, I refused to talk to that guy in Walmart because I judged him in my heart. I flat out refused to do what God asked me to do. And I'll be honest, that haunts me to this day for several reasons. But these are two of them. One, the end is near. And it says, do not boast about tomorrow. Guys, you don't know if that, that coworker or that family member or that friend or that neighbor that God's been putting on your heart to talk to for who knows how long, you don't know if they're going to be there tomorrow. You don't know if when you show up at work tomorrow, if that person's going to be there. We keep putting it off. We keep saying, oh, man, now it's not, it's, it's not the time. You make up excuses. You know, you, you flat out refuse to do what God's asking you to do when he's asking you to do it. Guys, we're not guaranteed tomorrow says, do not boast about tomorrow. We don't know what that will bring. We don't know what the rest of this day will bring. Now, I'm going to guess that most of us have a plan, right? We have a plan for next week. We have a plan for tomorrow. Most of us probably have a plan for lunch today. But let me be real here. We don't know what's going to happen when we leave this building. We don't. God does. God has a plan. That coworker that God's been laying on your heart, that friend, that family member that he's been laying on your heart because you know they're not saved, but you've been putting it off and you've gotten to the point where you don't even think about it much anymore. You don't know if that person's going to be there tomorrow in order to share that truth with. Don't miss your opportunities. Does it make you cringe? So here's what we need to do. We need to move from apathy to empathy. We need to start caring for those people around us. We need to start making a point to look at the world and see the world like Jesus sees them. To have compassion on them. To start sharing for them. We need to make a point. Now this is something I want you guys to do. In your head right now, in a room this size, I'm going to guarantee that you guys know somebody in your life, in your circle of friends, in your circle of influence that does not know Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. I know people in my life, and I work at a church. (laughs) Think of those people. Get that name in your head. You don't have to say it out loud. I encourage you, if you're taking notes, write it down. Whether it's a coworker, a family member, a friend, a neighbor, or maybe... Like me, it's that stranger in Walmart that you passed up. Get that person in your head and start praying for that person. Start praying that God softens their heart to hear from him, but pray that you have, that God delivers the opportunity for you to be able to share the truth with them. If you start truly praying, I guarantee you God's going to give you that opportunity. You have to take it. Do you cringe enough for the people around you to take that opportunity and share the faith with them? Or are we more worried 
about the now? Are we more worried that we're going to offend the people, offend the person that we're talking to, make them mad at us? Because I'll be honest, that's, that's, some of my, that's some of my hesitation. Is, was when I get ready to talk to someone, I'm like, oh, what if they get mad at me? What if they don't like me? What if they yell at me? What if they just tell me to go away? I'm more worried about the now than I am about the eternity. We need to get away from that. You need to be more worried about their eternity than whether or not what you tell them in truth and in love offends them. Do you cringe for those people around you? So the next thing is do something. Now this could be a lot of things, but maybe you start practicing. Start telling your story. Start practicing your story. How God delivered you and saved you. And how Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior came into your heart and transformed your life. Start practicing your story. Because your story can be a powerful tool to share the gospel of Jesus Christ with those people around you. Look at your life. The life that you're living right now. Is it a godly life? Is it a life honoring to God? Is it a life that's going to bring people closer to Jesus just by watching you? Think about it. If it's not, maybe you need to make some adjustments in your life. Do something. Maybe it's, maybe it's writing, down, writing out a script. And yes, that's okay. You can write out a script with scripture verses. That way when you have that opportunity, you can pull it out and talk to that person. And you can guide them through scripture. It's okay to have a script. But learn it. Do something for those people around you that do not know Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. Do you cringe for the lost, the helpless, the searching? Like I said, this is something that God's been working on my heart. And he's been showing me, and I know there's a lot of people in here. In a room this size, with this many people, I guarantee there's at least one person in this room who has never shared their faith with somebody else in their life. They have assurance through Jesus Christ that they're going to heaven, but they haven't shared their faith with somebody else. Why aren't we doing everything we can to take as many people with us? We know the end is near. We can't boast about tomorrow because we don't know what's going to come. When you go to the restaurant today for lunch and God puts that thought in your head to say, hey, talk to this waitress. Don't just give her a tip and move on. Talk to her. Ask her if there's something in her life that you can pray for her about. I heard a story a while back. I was at a conference. And this guy that was preaching, he said that one of the things that helped him start to share his faith more is anytime he went somewhere and was served, whether that be Walmart and a cashier, cashier. This is something that I've been wanting to do in my life for a long time, and I've honestly been a coward to do it. That's just me being honest. But what he did was he would pray. He would ask, if he was being served by somebody, he would get served, and then he would say, hey, is there anything you need prayer for today? Simple. If we can't do that, then what? Man, that's something that I, I would love to do, but I just haven't had the courage to do it, and I'm praying that God gives me that courage. He said amazing things have come from that. Sometimes they just say no, and they look at you like you're crazy. Other times, he said, people will break down. He said waitresses break down because that's what they needed. 
They need someone to pray for them. They need someone to care. Do you cringe for those people around you? Or are you just walking through your life? So do something. Do something. So that is my challenge for you guys today. It's to think of that person in your head. Write it down. Maybe put it on post-it, put that name on post-it notes all over your house so no matter where you go, you're seeing that person's name. Pray for that person. Pray that God starts, starts working in their life, working in their heart to hear the truth. That way when you get the opportunity, God's already prepared the way. But I also know that there might be those of you in here today that have never felt that reassurance and the love of Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. I know there's people in here today. And if that's you, I just encourage you to search him out. If you're here with somebody, talk to that person. If you'd, love, if you'd like to pray and you'd like to see scripture and you'd like to learn more, come find me afterwards. I'd love to pray with you. But there is good news. God provided us a way to come to him through Jesus Christ. So guys, are you cringing for those people around you that are lost? Because the thing is, you can't cringe if you don't care. Do you care? Do you empathize with the people around you that are lost? Take those opportunities that God gives you. Guys, that's all I have for you today. I'm going to pray. And as I'm praying, I just encourage you to take a little bit of time and pray for that person in your mind. Pray for that person that God's laid on your heart. But beyond that, pray for the opportunity. If you guys would just bow your heads and pray with me. Lord God, I just want to thank you for today. God, I, I ask that, um, that as we move forward out of here today, that we don't just take the truth that you've given us today, Lord, and say, man, that's a nice thought, but I don't think I can do that. Lord God, I ask that you um, bring us to a point where these people that are in our minds, the people that, we've, that you've laid on our hearts, that, that we have the opportunity to share our faith, to share the love of you, Lord Jesus Christ, to them, Lord. God, I ask beyond that, that we have the courage, when you provide that opportunity, that we have the courage to act on that. That we do something, Lord. That we start to cringe and we start to empathize with the people around us. The lost, the helpless, the forgotten, the searching, Lord. God, I ask that you, you just put that burden on our, peop- on our hearts today, Lord. God, I, I pray that we can't even walk through Walmart without looking and seeing the lost and helpless and you're just cringing for them, God. God, I ask that you just make us so uncomfortable that we have to act, that we have to say something. Lord God, I pray all of this in your name. Amen.